Hi, TC. Hello, Adam. Um, what are you doing right now? Um, not a lot. I was w- thinking deep thoughts about being broke. Well, we should talk about Punisher instead. Ah, uh, now. This, this can definitely... I'm, I'm in. All right. And you can check that out on this episode of Graphic Content. Stay a while and listen. He called you a cowboy. What in Sam Hill? What did he mean? What are you? I'm the abomination. The strongest mutant of all. Know this, swimming bird. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've got me done. This blue eye perceives all things conjoined. I cared much for the word impregnable. The past. Sounds a bit too much like unsinkable. The future. What's wrong with unsinkable? Nothing. And the present. As the iceberg said to the Titanic. Stop. How's life? He seems nice. And we're back. This is episode 39 of the graphic content. I'm Adam Messinger, and I'm here with the illustrious... T.C. Morgan. What, you're not illustrious? I I don't know about that. Watch these titles you give me, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I figured something you can just put on a fucking resume at some point. Yeah, that's going on the next business card as I put them out. (laughs) The the illustrious T.C. Morgan. The illustrious T.C. Morgan. (laughs) Yeah, he's filling in for Jim this week uh, because Jim has that whole bullshit life thing where he's trying to be a responsible adult. It's called a real job. Yeah, fuck that noise. I'm just living off my parents in a basement. Yeah, I'm an actor, so that's everything. <laughs> Comedian, writer, bro. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so today we are here talking about the Punisher. We are excited. I'm excited for the new TV show. Are you? I have the shirt on. I yeah, mean, you can't see this. But I, I have the shirt on. You I, know, so I that's, figured. And uh, I, I actually have a buddy that does some cosplay. Uh, shout out to uh, the Real Weapon X out there, and uh, he uh, he dressed up recently at one of the last uh, uh, anime uh, cons as Wolverine as the Punisher. Really? And I, I, you know, I went over to jive with them a little bit, and I was in my Fallout gear, unfortunately, and not my Captain America stuff, so I felt a little off, but I really, and I told him, I was like, I am, I like that. That's, you know, and he, yeah, 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 you know, at some point, you know, I guess Wolverine steps in or something, and I just, I don't care, dude. I just love Wolverine with the Punisher yeah. t-shirt and the long jacket, and so I told him, I was like, that's pretty cool, man. That so. is. I can only imagine him yeah. going around. He already has claws, let alone fucking guns or right? anything like I mean, that that's seriously that's it that's when it's he just takes it to the next level and says fuck everybody i mean that's yeah. that's a rough life for the rest of us yeah <laughs> every it's every other day for wolverine yeah tuesday for him yeah I mean? so <clears throat> in order to celebrate the release of the new punisher tv show on netflix we have gone and read the most recent volume of punisher um it started in 2016 uh, it was written by Becky Cloonan, and then it had a variety of artists from, uh, I know, it started with Steve Dillon, and then when he passed on, Matt Horak came on, did a phenomenal job, Laura Braga came in and did a fill-in, and then uh, Christopher Anka came in and did a fill-in. It had a, I thought it had a great lineup of artists. I mean, seriously, you know, I mean, I, I got a little thing going with a couple of guys trying to do my own little cartoon stuff, and... And I looked at the artwork in this and was just, I, it, it was one of those where I, not only was the story, you know, one of those things that had to hold you and it does, but the, the art was awesome. And to know that there were different artists as I was moving along in it, I, I gradually could tell that, you know, but it wasn't leaps and bounds different. It was almost like they felt such a honor in the first ones to hold it as close to that. I mean, from literally the first one I read to the last one that I read, when I looked at the character, I didn't see a difference. And that, to me, is if you're the next guy coming in, that is the biggest good you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. The, the, you, you, you don't hold much, you know, it, when, you're, when you're the other guy, it's always hard. You know what I mean? Especially when the first guy's son done such a great job. And, and it's not like you're filling in for a bad coach or something in sports, yeah. you know, where everybody loves you because, you know, he sucked. 
And so it's always hard to be that guy. And I've been that guy once in life, and it's it's a weird thing to step into. But the, everybody did a great job artistically. So yeah, I was a big fan. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but the the guy that started that Punisher series was kind of like a legend on the character. He'd done a ton of stuff, and then he passed away in the middle of drawing this. And um, so I thought it was a very I thought it was very good that his last work was Punisher because he definitely nailed it. And then the people that followed, I thought, yeah, I, I can only echo what you said. Did, a, did an amazing job coming in and filling in some big shoes. Truly, I, I hope to die shooting a kung fu movie. I mean, that's the way all of us, well, you know, if you have something you love, that's how you want to go out. You know what yeah. I mean? Bruce style. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it starts off with the first trade paperback. Um, we get to introduce to this drug called EMC, or is it ECM? Uh, I think you had it. I think it was EMC. I, I think you had it right there. It was. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It looked like some good stuff. I'm just it, it did. It did. Holy fuck! <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I mean that shit took you to the next level. Oh, it was. It was. I mean, it was a. It, it was a great setup. It was. Uh, there was that stuff. I mean, it it brought. Right away, adult, morbid, you know what I mean? The, this, it, literally, from the first few pages in, I was like, okay, let's uh, clear the rest of the schedule, and this is what we're doing. So, <laughs> yeah. no, it really, it, it, it had a plot, and it had, like I said, great art, obviously, but to, to build a character, knowing that the character is already there, to, to have to start from the beginning, but that, that there already is a beginning, again, not the easiest thing to do, so... I, I gave a lot of applause because I was in from the get-go. I was in. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they did the whole parallel between the DEA trying to get uh, trying to get the, the people who were in charge of this this uh, distributing this drug and uh, the Punisher and it was kind of it started out as kind of a race. and I dug that because you know it's it's just like who has the balls to go toe to toe and try to out outmaneuver the Punisher. Again, as I, I worked in law enforcement and I did a little thing in the military and all this good stuff. So it was, you know, it was really neat to see that. Do you have to wait for all the red tape or do you just go take care of business? And so many of us want to just go take care of business. And that's what gets you out of doing those jobs in real yeah. life. And that you just you don't want to do that. I mean, to be the Punisher and everything you did essentially would be the best thing you could do in life. Cut through all the bullshit, go right to it. So, yeah, I, I did. I dug it. And like I said, it had a great just a great setup for me from from the realism of everything that, you know, they were they were dealing with all the BS that, that you have to if you're a DEA agent. And he just didn't. You know what I mean? He, he had ways of finding out the same information from the same people, if not better people. And just it was done. Yeah. What did you think of the villain that they introduced at the end of issue one? I'm 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 with it. You know what I mean? Like I said, he was. I I, I love a good psychopath. There's nothing. You know what I mean? We're 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 my one of my favorite. Oh people, yeah, I can you know see. I mean? I nice seeing little... uh, we're in his his little humble abode and. <laughs> uh, no, we're in the high tech graphic content studio. Uh, <laughs> no the Morgan studio. Yeah, today. and uh, he has a, a mask of the Joker up there, and it's pretty detailed. And dig it. That's the truth, though. Without a great bad guy, without a villain, without the heel, the 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 good guy is mm -hmm. nothing. You know what I mean? And so. For us to have Punisher and to know Punisher and know what Punisher's going to do to everybody that even, you know, gets within his way. To see the bad guy have the same kind of, you know, reaction, but in just that such a twisted manner. Yeah. I, I was with it. I dug it. Like I having, said. Having, they called him Face because of all yeah. the faces yep. he hung up on the wall. And, yeah, man, that was fucking crazy when I got to that. The end of that first issue, that was what I was just like... This is the next big Punisher bad guy to enter the rogues gallery. Morbid. That was literally what I wrote yeah. down in my note. Morbid. I was like, nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, you get to see him go from that. And then they track down these trailer park hicks who are trying to uh, help with the distribution of the drug. Um, and you get to see how they're pretty much just. Trailer park hicks it's and they're a, awful, awful, awful humans. It's a drug deal, you know what I mean, and it's uh, it's one of those things that shows humanity at at its best and worst in these moments, and that's what I again liked about how real the plot was, how real the the storyline was. Um, 
sometimes cops are bad guys. You know, you find that out through the wrong means sometimes. We have social media these days, thank God. But yeah. not everybody, you know, that wears the white hat is the good guy. You know what I mean? So um, I also like that, you know, he he, he he's taken an ass kick in here and there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And kept kept his cool about it. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't freak. He didn't rage. He didn't get into that. You know what I mean? It was very, it was, I love it as a martial artist where, you know what I mean? Sometimes things don't work and you just, and you go back and try whatever it is, you know? Oh yeah. He's, me, was, he's in that fight with all yeah. of them shooting them out yeah. and then ends up having to go toe to toe with some of the law enforcement and everybody. And yeah. And things, like I said, they, they didn't always go smooth for him and not once did he, you know, let that kind of get over on him. So, and you know, it was, a. Uh, it was it was interesting to see his humanity come out. Exactly. And yet still at the same time, you know what I mean? Having to do what you have to do and dealing with the kid and all that stuff, it was the dude, the kid, I like freaked out with the end of that issue. So the end this is this is gonna be spoiler filled. If you haven't read <laughs> this, if you haven't figured it out by now. Uh, just turn the podcast off and go read this. Yeah. Uh, no, this then come back and listen. Yeah, then come back and listen. Um, but yeah, at the end of issue two, we get to see uh, Trailer Park Hick Dad, who is a piece of shit to his daughter, ends up uh, telling his daughter, uh, "You're going to make Daddy proud by essentially wearing a uh, a bomb vest, human shields, or you know what I mean? Yeah, like quality. It was and again, it was great art, and you know they they." They did a good job of portraying what, you know, some of these people that get in these situations in real life honestly think and will tell you afterwards. That's it was it was well written. Yeah, I felt bad for that little girl, had no clue what was going on. Uh, it's 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 a twisted world we live in. Yeah. And uh I thought it was one of my favorite parts in that first little bit is where Punisher ends up going after the uh he throws out a smoke bomb and all the uh, the guys are kind of blinded, and he just goes on a massacre. And then the last guy he saves is this little girl's father. Yeah. He say, well, he saves him for last. And uh, he goes, "You're not gonna kill, <laughs> you're not gonna kill a guy in front of his little girl, will you?" Yeah. And he's like, "She's not gonna see this." And fucking slits his throat. It, it, it uh, uh, you know, it was very ninja Batman esque. You know what I mean? I really dug the whole, you know. You know, shadowy it, figure. You it know. was. I never thought about it. It was I, Batman to that extra step. It, it was really very, was. yeah. And that's always been what, you know, kind of to me what the Punisher was, was he was willing to do the things like Wolverine was that some of the other characters weren't always willing to do. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I got a cat named Grey Ghost. You know what I mean? I, nah. dig, I dig anybody that operates from the shadows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so we go from there. They end up going into a... Uh, an asylum, and you find out they're experimenting in the asylum. Meanwhile, the entire time, there's this guy named Olaf, and they kind of insinuate that he knows Frank from the war days. And uh, Olaf is... How would you describe his position? Uh, well, uh, essentially, he's a captain or, you know, something of a, a higher officer rank. He, he seems to be in a power struggle for a moment there, but obviously he has the, the whole... Destro plan, you know what I mean? He's going to yeah. be number two in the long run no matter what. And that was kind of a weird thing. I felt like he had the one-up on everybody, but he was constantly in that second position. Uh, very much uh, kind of like Starscream to yeah. you know, to Transformers, yeah. where Starscream was always trying to usurp Megatron, yeah. except he got knocked down as to where... This guy, uh, he, he was definitely tactical, and you know, like I said, it, it like you said, it showed that he had some background with Frank and some military background, and uh, I think the storyline he moves along from the military into the private sector, which you know everybody refers to as a mercenary, but oh know, yeah, in all honesty, uh, that that's that's a very interesting job if you can get it because you're not stuck behind. Uh, a lot of red tape again. You are stuck behind people that want to make money, and you still operate with a weapon. And that's uh, I, I I like the storyline how they they went to that Condor, you know, yeah. uh, group uh, in essence. That I've I've seen these black ops people that you know literally uh, are mercenary men. They get paid. You know, when we get out of the military, and you don't have a job. 
a lot of people, if you're good at what you do, will pay you to do what you do. So I, I was really that. yes, this is totally 100 percent real story. Line. I had no. I, I tell you right now, it's that's yeah. It, it's, and I thought it was crazy because at one point they do the flashback and you get to see uh, Frank's flipping out because his his head of command is like, "You're going to work with mercenaries to go into this what's essentially a Middle East war zone." And he's like, fuck that shit, they're mercs, they don't, you know, they don't have anything to anybody and they're going to fuck up this mission. And Olaf's just kind of like, yeah, mercs. Well, and I think his uh, commanding officer pretty much says, look, I, they're brought here for a reason, because they're going to get the job done. And unfortunately, sometimes in the military you have, you know, rules of combat. Mercenaries don't have rules of combat. That's the thing. They are there to get the job done, and they'll get it done no matter how, what, you know. Hence why they just start, because they start blowing away everybody. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely clean house, and there's no, there's no stuff left. There's no, you know, they're not there for intel that much. They they get their intel personally. They, they you know, they grab what they need, and they blow the rest of it up. <laughs> yeah. So, clean. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, there's nothing left by the time they're done. And you get to see that Olaf has still continued to work with these people. The one thing that kind of threw me, and I don't know if this was just not something taken into consideration, but the the whenever they first introduced the mercenary people in that flashback, they look exactly the same when they bring them back into the current day. And that was one thing, kind of like a continuity thing that bugged me. I guess it's a nitpick. Uh, it was one of those. I wondered how far it had been since Frank had done all that and him being where he was right there. Because, you know, obviously this seems like a new take on the Punisher. Yeah. So it's kind of a he's... Uh, people knew who the Punisher was, but this whole uh, go at it with the uh, Black Ops team, you know, Condor, it's, it seems like it wasn't that far ago, maybe 10, 15 years and, you know... Hey, man, I, I do know a few guys that are in law enforcement and a couple of Marines that, swear to God, still look like they did 10, <laughs> 15 years ago. Them dudes wow. are at the gym every day, and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you never change your haircut, you look exactly yeah, the same you did, and sure. that's what kind of cracked me up, too, because I did yeah. see the blonde dude and the, the girl with their goofy haircut, and I yeah. thought, well, you know, if you stay in good shape and you <laughs> never change your haircut, yeah. to be frank, you look exactly the same. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it, 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 it was a little bit of a weird twist, but... Other than that, again, I I felt like it was so well written, and it had a classic storyline, but it, it did it twisted when it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, the helping of the cop and the asylum and all that stuff. Yeah. and you know, of course, you know what I mean. You're gonna buddy up with the good guy. Frank's always gonna pick the good guy. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. But to know that like shit was about to go down, and the way he reacted with her, and like, okay, you know what, let's do this. Yeah, that's because at this point, the DEA agent just kind of puts their their beef aside, and is just kind of like. You know, it's it's us, yeah. and she's just kind of like, this is a ceasefire. Until we go outside, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then that, all bets that, are off. There was a little joke there, you know what I mean? We're, we're together now, but, you know, in yeah. 15 minutes or so when we're done with this, I'm, I'm going to be running after you again yeah. like Wile E. Coyote, you know yeah. what I mean? So Now, her partner ends up, uh, in, in during that whole uh, chase scene where Punisher's, you know, fighting the the redneck hicks on the run and all well, hopped up on EMC face comes in yeah in the uh, assault van mm-hmm. thing with a couple of uh, other dudes and yeah they come in with the helicopter the yeah. DEA tries to come swooping in and dude falls out of the helicopter into the crazy truck with the face and those guys and then yeah face ends up uh, having a good time with the partner there yeah you get to see during that the whole uh, raid in the in the asylum, you get to see her partner come out and Face has done what Face is known for and defaces him and douses him with EMC. And he is just, that's such a disgusting sight. Uh, I felt was, like the art really carried that. It was awesome because, you know, as much as all of us know The Walking Dead or, you know, I mean, I recently just did the zombie walk thing and all that stuff. He had that look. Oh, my God. Just the his face was gone, but it was still there. You know what I mean? Like if you literally just took the skin off. So it was all that nasty muscling. And, yeah. and then for him to be just super jacked on that drug, which made you just... The soldier of soldiers, but, you know, like you were still a meth head, so it wasn't, yeah. you know what I mean? You didn't have it all there. Yeah, and that and that was crazy because at that point he attacks her and she's forced to... Uh, yeah, she got to put him down. Yeah, she had to put down her, her partner. And I think that's the point where it stopped. Like, it was already personal, but I think at that point that's where she decided... 
she was going to do her own rendition of the Punisher Act. Yeah, I mean, it's that's like I say, the, the whole judicial system gets in the way sometimes of actual justice, and that's the, that's why the Punisher is the Punisher, you know what I mean? And so for it to happen to another person like that and for them to see it in their life, yeah, it, it, we have plenty of vigilantes in this world, and it's uh, it's nice to know that it, it doesn't take much to push you over the edge. Exactly. I mean, obviously, these are psychopathic, you know what I mean? But once it, once you get there, you go. That's that's what happens. There's, there's no coming back from some stuff. So Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, and you see Olaf kind of throw the uh, the lady who was in charge of that facility, he throws her under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Frank got the good laugh out of that one. Oh, too. yeah. So Frank meet, meets up with this lady. Olaf's like, fuck all y'all, I'm out. And Frank, she points the gun at Frank, and uh, she, she's like, stop or I'll shoot you. And he just straight up says, I dare you. Yeah. God, and then fucking the the thing backfires and it shoots straight into her eye. Slide ends up right in her eye and yeah. nasty. And he's standing over the top of her and he goes, did Olaf give you that gun? <laughs> and she's gurgling something and he, oh, yeah. It was just like, that was that was one of those where it was like, you know what, man? That was, it was really, it, it, it was gritty and nasty, but it was still funny when it was, you know, because yeah. you got to laugh even when you're killing people, man. Yeah, yeah. Got to laugh. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to find the... The humor, I mean, for him, I'm sure he has to find the humor somewhere, always. no matter how dark it is. Always. I mean, like I said, I, I did a little bit of law enforcement, and man, you got to laugh. There's there's always these weird moments and stuff, and you try not to let it be at someone else's expense, obviously, but I, I had to laugh sometimes, you know, whether it was me or the other guys doing dumb, weird, goofy stuff, or you just, you got to let it out, because it's, you know, that or you end up going crazy yourself. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Now, overall, it just kind of hit me. Overall, what did you think about Frank not always going in guns a-blazing? This isn't the Frank Castle with the coat and the the AK on his back and the, you know, the gun strapped to his hip and all that. Yeah, there was no... Um, I mean, again, it was a realistic take more than I thought uh, some of the other ones were. You know what I mean? There was no mega cannon on the shoulder, predator, yeah. you know... Uh, you know, and he got stabbed, and he got shot, and he had to get healed at one point, and, you know, different things like that have went on during the story, and, you know, I, I dug the 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 part of it that, you know, kept it, you know, the, the smoke grenade and stuff like that, you yeah. know, he didn't just go in there like he was, you know, ninja man and just start doing cartwheels, and everybody misses and shoots each other, and yeah. you know what I mean, and the whole time he was carrying an M60 or something, it was... It, 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 I liked it. I liked the approach of, you know, if, if you're going to kill silently, you use stuff that's silent. And if you're going to make a bang, you make a bang. And, you know, he made a bang here and there, but it wasn't, uh, you know, he didn't he didn't show up at the house with a tank. Yeah. Because you can't. You know what I mean? You just, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you I, I've gotten out of the car several times with a gun and people look at you like you're nuts. Yeah. The bigger <laughs> the gun, usually the more of a reaction you get. So, I mean, yeah, I dug the fact that, you know what I mean, you can do your thing and the coats always help to cover up a lot of stuff, trust me, but... Yeah, it was it was nice that it wasn't too over the top. That that to yeah. me is what it was. It just it was there, but it wasn't the over the top. It, it may go over the top, and I'm not going to be mad if it does at some point because I could see him opening up the trunk of one of his cars and pulling out something yeah. that all of us just go, "Holy shit!" Now that's the Punisher. Yeah. But right now, I mean, as it, at this point in the story, it, it's been pretty good that you know everything's been real. That you know, like I said, he's taken some lumps and uh, had to kind of go with it. Yeah, you talked about him having to go to get healed. He ends up meeting this crazy old lady um, out in the forest as he's trying to recoup from having the shit knocked out of him. Like, he he fights that battle at the asylum, but it takes, you can tell it takes, it takes a good bit out of him. And I really enjoyed him meeting this old lady where he kind of had no choice other than to trust her. Yeah, um, um, you know, a wounded animal is funny. You know, you, you find that in, in life, too, that, you know, you've seen videos of, of things come up to human beings that want to be helped. Um, God knows we are creatures that, you know, gravitate towards each other. It's part of being a mammal. And uh, for the crazy old lady to be out there by herself for so long... Yeah. You know, she did have things that, you know, are always needed. And to have a guy like Frank show up would not be, you know, hey, I definitely need some wood chopped if you got some time, anybody. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? That's one of those. It's like, yeah, there, there's some yard work around here you can do. Yeah. <laughs> there's always yard work. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that 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 part. Like I said, it, it kept it uh, classic storylines and things like that. Where you know running into the crazy old lady like that, and her having the military husband, and and uh, he ends up uh, getting a hold of the uh, motorcycle. Yeah, that's right. In the With garage, the, and he takes her in the sidecar yep. once he gets yep. recuperated. And I loved how she she used to ride with her husband in the motorcycle and cause all kinds of hell and did some liquor running and stuff like that. And so yeah, that's still, what he was known for was the moonshine. Yeah, yeah. So she still had it in her. And you know, I I married a crazy gal that you know liked to ride on my motorcycle. So I, I dug it. It really did make <laughs> me laugh. I kind of was like, oh, this is a good good storyline. Now the one thing, and I'm gonna say it right now because we're probably halfway through the. The, the books or so yeah yeah um frank just is too clean okay this is not a this is this is as big a bitch as i can get out of this so if, if yeah yeah you know what i mean i'm gonna be the geek and me but um uh, nobody shaves that much he never shaved once you know per se that i saw and he might have been able to right? realistically on at the, the old lady's house on that one time once okay but the whole time he's a clean shaven guy and to me the Punisher always should be the guy with the five o'clock shadow. You know what I mean? It's it, that that's that's kind of the Punisher. So I, I the only real bitch I have is that he's clean shaven and clean, you know, faced per se all the time. But yeah, that and he must have had like an infinite supply of shirts. You know, really, I mean, uh, that's one of those. I bought one. I should have bought uh, twelve myself because then I can just do whatever I wanted to, and everybody yeah. would blame the guy in the Punisher shirt. Yeah, exactly. I could wear a different shirt, you know, a Deadpool or something. <laughs> Pull one of those. That would actually be funny to see him go around in like a fucking right? another super, like an X Men t shirt or totally, some shit like that. You know what I mean? Just totally just rip on somebody else and, yeah. and make them have a bad day where it's like, oh, wait, did you see what so and so did? No. He's with the X Men. Yeah, no, actually, that was Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, now, I feel like this part where he's in the, they do the whole chase thing and he faces people, end up kind of tracking him down. I felt like this whole chase was probably my favorite part of the main story with Olaf and everything. A sight I'll never forget as long as I live is fucking him on the motorcycle using the bear trap to fucking rip a dude's face off. Yeah, that's that. Um, I, in my notes here, I'm kind of looking back through it. it uh, you know, things like it kept me reading, and, and but the one thing I noticed that I really just put through is it, it stays true to character throughout. He is a nasty dude, and I just recently saw a bear trap at a flea market thing, and I am telling you, it was one of the nastiest son of a bitch <laughs> things that I, in a room full of guns and everything else I have seen in my life, man, and I just thought, well, what would I have to do to get my hands on that, and then what would happen if I got my hands on that, so <laughs> I decided to pass, but yeah. yes, no, uh, it, 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 it really cracked me up because it almost said, like, uh, the ball chain, Kill Bill, in yeah. essence, or something like yeah. that, Kung Fu, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yet, at the end of it was a bear trap, and so to see him just swing that son of a bear, yeah, yeah, it was it was gnarly, dude. It was a good, that's that's the things I liked about it, was it was goofy like that, but it was super raw like that, you know? Yeah, and uh, eventually, as it goes on, you see face kind of deteriorate. Uh, the DEA chick, Agent Ortiz, she ends up, kind of running around chasing Frank, trying to get all the details out from Face as he's all fucked up on EMC and hallucinating and probably going to overdose. I really I really dug that you got to see him. At one point, she, you see him at a weak spot. At one point, she just straight up tells him, like, if you give me the information, I'll give you a merciful death. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, you, you know, the overdosing or whatever starting to take effect on him, and she kind of... She turns the tables on him for sure and plays the plays the role, you know what I mean? And and I love that because I I dug how she got over. He was over on her at one point. Yeah. She got back over and she's already crossed the line now. She's I think they've taken her badge. Or yeah, they you know, pretty they, much they, said you're they, on mandatory. Yeah, they uh, put leave. her on vacation, you know what I mean? They kinda you know, you're going in for the psych thing in real life, you know, but I, I dug that because now she's off. She's off the reservation. She's she's oh, doing her thing. She's you know she's mini Punisher. You know what I mean. So so of course she she lies to him and just yeah you know what I mean. Twisted is just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And I I dug that because that that showed that once she lost her partner and once that that part of her where she was supposed to follow the rules had left, she was ready to go. Yeah, and uh, Frank ends up on a on a tanker in the Antarctic and you see the kind of the head that you the the head of the head of everything and 
the person that I feel like Olaf has kind of killed off everybody to be the second in command for has this this tanker full of EMC. And yeah, he's he's working the big scale now. You know, we kind of get to see the the operation that he's trying to run. Condor yeah. is, a, is a multi-global, international, you know, uh, umbrella-esque, uh, you know, type yeah. of organization that's, you know, trying to, to put this out there and wants to sell it to the highest bidders and, you know, has got the, the, the dreams of, uh, you know, ruling the world kind of stuff. So And it's funny how this guy's just kind of like, we're a pharmaceutical company now. And Olaf's just kind of sitting there thinking like, fuck that shit. I want my bloodshed. Yeah, he's a soldier. I mean, he's at the end of the day, that's, you know what I mean? A warrior's a warrior and a, a businessman is a businessman. And they don't, they usually don't wear the same shirt. So... And it, that's proven whenever Olaf just fucking murders him right there. And to see the reaction from the group, you know what I mean? It was one of those where I thought, like, oh, Olaf just killed off the boss. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, everybody's cool with that. All right, hey, I'll clap too. You know what yeah, I mean? It was yeah. one of those where it was like, hey, that was my paycheck, but we still get a paycheck, right? Okay, all right, I'm cool, you know what I mean? Because being a soldier's cool, but, you know, kind of there for a reason. Yeah. You know, not just the New death. management. Yeah, I, I mean, the health of, you know, insurance was supposed to be good. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hear. Especially when you're working around drugs and stuff, you yeah, get you get all the the medical stuff paid for. There's I'm a sure. reason why those guys didn't all re up yeah. for another uh, tour of duty in the military. <laughs> all right, so the Condor was obviously taking care of them. Yeah, so, yeah, it was one of those where it was like, oh, new management. Do we still get to keep that raise that we were promised? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, no problem. Yeah. Day for Olaf, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, Olaf basically has Frank, and he throws him to the the, the people that are now his. Yeah, and, and that was cute, too, because that went right back to a, you know, Olaf's twisted and got his own kind of thing going on, too. And, and there was there was Frank, you know, uh, left to be the Punisher. And uh, what was it? Uh, whoever takes him out gets to be Olaf's oh, number two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then you go into, like, I mean, it was pirate mode. They were on a ship. It very much you was. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was kind of, I love the twist that it took. And so, yeah, everybody's going just ape shit. And there's Frank, you know what I mean? I mean, he's the Punisher, dude. You, you, can, you can get your shots in on him. You can take what you got. But... You know what I mean? If you don't finish him, he's he's taking you out. And that was the amazing thing is they're fighting in the middle of this, in the middle of basically a pile of EMC, and he uses that shit as a yeah. weapon against them. Yeah, I loved it how it was the crate, and one of the, he ended up throwing one of the guys into the crate. Yeah, and there was the you know, and he just grabs that uh, the kilo or whatever it is and just smashes it into <laughs> the dude's face. You know, and it's like. Man, that's beautiful right there, you know? And then all of a sudden there's all these idiots jacked up on that and he jumps off and, you know, that's that's when when you can get people that are fighting to fight amongst themselves. Yeah. That's the best, <laughs> brightest, like, I yeah. mean, I, I give credit to any Marine that pulls that shit off, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, go, Frank, go, bro. And yeah. then not to get caught in it himself, you know, that was, the, that was kind of the cute thing about it was, you know, it wasn't like... Uh, I mean, seeing what it could do and knowing who he was, uh, I think um, somebody comes after him at, at some point and they're on the stuff. And he ends up uh, fighting the guy and, and, like I said, takes his lumps and then he kills him. I think it was one of the, the guys that was with uh, Face. Yeah. Uh, uh, he ends up catching him in the forest and they go at it. And Frank ends up killing him. And the one thing that Frank says to him is, you know what? I can do everything you can do, and I don't need the drug. That's <laughs> yeah, why I'm the Punisher. Yeah. You know, and it's it yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I, 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 I perf- you know, I, I, I performed and did my thing, and it was one of those. I've never did no steroids. I never did no dope like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you were did, just- and I still kicked your ass. <laughs> so much for PED. Yeah, that's yeah. I've, I've seen plenty of dudes that were yoked up, and you know they weren't yoked three months before that, and it's like, oh, okay, that's cool, no problem. Still lost. So yeah, yeah. I, I dug Frank's take on it all. You know what I mean? He he had everything that those dudes were taking drugs to get, and still to have the clear mind. Which yeah, exactly. I you know again the martial arts, the military, and and you know the. The true kung fu man in me dug that about Frank the whole time. He stayed to the character of Frank, of the Punisher, of I'm here to kick your ass, but I could care less about anything else per se politically or anything else you got going on. Yeah. You know, and uh, even with Olaf, he doesn't make that. It could very well be personal, and he doesn't even make that very much a personal thing. But it's personal for Olaf. Yeah, Olaf clearly has you know some some plans that. We don't always see, but until 
he's implementing them right then yeah. and there. Which I, again, liked about the writing. I, I dug about the comic itself was they didn't go too deep into Olaf. But Olaf was the guy moving the chess pieces. Exactly. And that was who Frank was playing against. And you just, you didn't realize it, what he was going to do until it was done. And then yep. you had to react to it, which is always, it sucks to be reacting. You, you There's no plotting and scheming when you're the guy on the wrong end of that stuff. So, you know, chess is about three moves ahead. And, and I, Frank was not three moves ahead. Oh, no. He was always, okay, what do you got? Yeah. Well, you know, and then just barrel through whatever it is. And eventually he goes down on the the showdown with Olaf happens, is uh, I believe, in issue 12. And he, Olaf, of course, this is personal for him, and he doses himself with EMC. Did you think that Frank was going to get more fucked up from fighting, fighting Olaf on EMC one-on-one than he would other in, in, like, the rest of the situations he was in? You know, uh... Olaf, I, I I thought that was a great ending, per se, right there for Olaf and the whole, you know, it left so many windows open and all that. I didn't, I wasn't worried about Olaf going one-on-one with Frank. I, I know he's a good shot, that kind of stuff, but, you know, not everybody can shoot and fight and fight and shoot and all that. So it was one of those where it was like, if you get this dummy to fight you one-on-one, and that's why he sent the horde of idiots after you in the first place, because if he was the man, he would have ripped your head off in front of everybody yeah. right there, and it would have been no question who number two was. <laughs> there would have been no number two, you know yeah. what I mean? So um, it was that, that it, again, classically written storyline of we all play video games, and there's a boss, but there's a lot of mini-bosses before you get to the boss. Exactly. And it's meant to wear you out. I mean that's the the you know the the old pagoda where you're working up the way of the yeah. you know the game of death. So I dug it and I knew Frank was going to come out obviously. But again to see him take his lumps, take his ass whooping, take his bullets, take his stabs, take, you know, yeah. take everything that he had coming to him and not flip and not rage out and not Wolverine up at any point. And you know what I mean? He he does have that that Batman-esque about him. Exactly. That, you know what I mean? He does stay cool in the worst moments. And that's, as somebody that honestly has competed in some good stuff that has gotten his ass kicked and, and you know, not freaking out is yeah. always the number one thing. Mr. Miyagi wasn't kidding when he said, breathe, asshole, you know? So <laughs> that's the truth. And so taking a deep breath and letting your brain be the biggest muscle uh, that it is. And, and that's what I dig about Frank. He's, 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 you know, he's a calculating son of a bitch. Absolutely. But not just a thinker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you feel like I now for me, I felt like the biggest casualty out of all this was the morality of, uh, agent Ortiz because they meet up at the end and Frank's <laughs> just kind of like, that's what I do motherfucker. And she's just kind of like, how? Yeah. Um, it, it's her introduction. You know what I mean? That's that to me was her initiation, essentially too. Um, when you get back to somebody who you know is the master at what they do, and you 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 see them, and you have to ask that question: Why? I mean, it's essentially the reason why the you know Satan was cast out of heaven or whatever. Is yeah. He asked why. We all ask why, and so for her to ask it meant obviously she didn't understand. But mm-hmm. number two was looking for answers, and and I. That isn't the worst thing, but there are no answers. You know what I mean? That's And the, he makes that very clear. Exactly. That's, that's always staying true to his character was what I loved about the whole series. Uh, and never jumped. He never changed. He never all of a sudden turned into this Christmas Carol guy. You know what I mean? So It was always hard... Uh, you know, he if if something bothered him, he never let it show. He knows he no sold a lot of shit, which was it was just so awesome to see him be such a badass. Um, yes. And then once the, the the this is kind of the main story through the first twelve issues, and that closes out. Then we start going into little one shot stories, and I believe it, it was thirteen was one of my favorites where you see some kid has stolen a gun from the Punisher. It's it's the urban legend, you know, that everybody, again, it's like, it's almost an intro to the story, but everybody knows the Punisher. And so he comes home, and he, he you know, goes through the process, and he finds the video and sees that the kid has ripped him off and all that stuff. And I, I, I dug it because an urban legend becomes real is the scariest thing ever because what you realize was it was always real. 
and the stories that you were telling each other have probably happened. <laughs> yeah. So, because we all, you know, have these funny little legends and these stories and these things that you've heard, and I, I am not, you know, it's happened to me, you know what I mean? I, 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 I love the legends. I love the old things. I love the where we all got our stuff from, and then one day become part of it. You know, I, I exactly I that was the coolest thing in the world. And so to see him be the Punisher, knowing that he's the Punisher, <laughs> and then be the Punisher, you know, yeah, and to handle the kid the way he did is is I mean, uh, uh, I loved it, you know, because there's there again didn't go all Christmas Carol, was just short of of picking the kid up and slapping him, you know, through a wall. Oh, I was wondering if he was going to punch this kid in the yeah. face. <laughs> and so it was it was one of those where it was like you know if everybody got taught that lesson by that kind of person at that time, we would not have ninety percent of the yeah. problems we have in this <laughs> yeah. world. So I dig it. You know, I, I, I dealt with kids and, and I love that. I, I just, he's a real dude. He's a real. Now maybe I'm, I'm meshing things together cause I got shitty memory as anybody that's listened to this podcast knows my memory shit, yeah. but, <laughs> but th- this was the same story. The kid stole the weapon because his dad was being abusive uh, it was, or, or was that the next story? No, I think that's one of the next ones where the uh, the girl. Oh, well, it's where the gun ends up. That's what it is. He goes yeah. and he looks for the gun. The kid sold the gun. The kid tells a little story. So he goes to the pawn shop and you know walks in and it's oh Frank hey you know and and again it's the urban legend real the guy you know the guy and here he is standing in your store you know and you've got a gun and you got a baseball bat behind the you know counter and all that but it's it's the Punisher standing in front of you you know what I mean yeah. like whatever he wants you, you it's cool so yeah. <laughs> yeah you know he kind of ends up you know letting everything out and tells the dude what's up and so he goes looking for his gun and and you know anybody who's who's owned a weapon knows that you know when you lose one the wrong way that's that's usually what you do is you go looking for it so i kind of i dug it that he was on this mission to find what was his and and not over the top you know he didn't put the pawn shop owner through a wall or anything but he made it very clear if i have to come back yeah this yeah. is bad for you you know yeah. so uh found the lady who had got the gun, who had bought the gun from the pawn shop and it was her ex or something that was being abusive and so she she ended up uh, you know pulling the gun and things went a little crazy and stuff and that was funny how he you see this little smirk as he's kind of going up to her place he sees these goons out front that are with her her ex and he just beats the shit out of them as soon as they they start fucking with him and then he hears what's going on and he has a little smirk like yeah this guy's gonna get fucking killed <laughs> yeah it's it's the joy of it you know what I mean yeah. It's the, you know, it's the madness that you kind of accept, you know, whistle while you work almost, so. Yeah, that's very much, yeah, whistle while you work, I, while you I, beat the shit out of someone. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the joker before you, you know, completely put the makeup on kind of, <laughs> kind of thing, you know, I liked it. And so, yeah, he knew, he knew what was going to happen, and that's, you know, that's the equalizer. That's what makes the Punisher the Punisher. He's there to, to handle the things that, you know, other people can't won't shouldn't have to you know what i mean that's i dug that and yeah he went upstairs and did his thing and then all of a sudden the gun issue comes back around and he that, uh, that that man is no longer a problem yeah i love the the olaf approach you know what i mean it must not have been uh, uh olaf must not have been the only one who did that or he must have taught that to olaf oh yeah because that's right the gun ends up blowing up on him and uh Olaf, you know, kind of pulled the same thing on the the one chick, uh, yeah. so at the asylum. So it it had that, you know, and I like that. It 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 brought you back. There was good twist in the story, man. Yeah, well written. And then the one after that is where we see, because I believe this is fourteen, and we see the uh, this is where the blackout happens, and it's just a short little story with a a blackout happening in in New York, and people are trying to rob someplace in the middle of this blackout and the Punisher catches wind of this. Yeah. Literally kind of stumbles upon it, I guess, more than anything, too. And and you talked about earlier he had that Batman quality. I feel like nothing more than this issue really showed that. Brutal. That One of the notes I took on that issue was brutal. Refined, but raw. How's that? Yeah. So he goes to town. I mean, it's classic him. Um, but again, not over the top. There's, right. There's never a bazooka. You know what I mean? There's never, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, He's, it's almost like silent mayhem. Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's what I really dug about it was, 
if you're taking out a large group of dudes, all of us have played a video game yeah. where you run in the middle of them and die, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't run around the outside and pick them off like your smart friends. You're the idiot that runs in the middle and throws a grenade yeah. at your own feet, you know? Yeah. So, self-assisted yeah. idiots, I know. But that's that That was what I dug about it was, again, he didn't come in trying to do cartwheels and, uh, you know, with the with the shotgun flying at the same time. So, it, 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 was, it was dark. It was brutal. It really was... You know what? Why you like the Punisher? Yeah, I I loved that whole that whole thing, and it was just such a simple story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything super complex. It was just a night in the life of the Punisher. Exactly. It was literally twenty five minutes of his life. <laughs> when you know what I mean? You're yeah. out get okay. So look, I was out last night, and we're walking along, and I it's midnight, and I look over and I see a door open on a building. And the part of me looked at, and I looked at my wife and I started to like, hey, and she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, no, don't you see that? And she's like, no, I don't see that. And we kept walking. So it was one of those where it was like, yes, that totally could have been the, something crazy could have been going on. And I loved it because he was the kind of guy like me that's just like, you know what? I'm going to go see what's up, you know, and sitting there drinking a coffee and, you know, you hear the wrong thing and you just set the coffee down and, you know, next thing you know, you're beating the crap out of somebody. Yeah. So I loved it. That, that to me is what it was. It was the, it was the cat. It was the curious one, but you know, yeah. always being able to back your shit up makes you a different kind of person. So, yeah, I, yeah, gosh, man. Yeah. That story was great. If I had to hand somebody like an issue of the Punisher that's probably one I would hand them just to be like here's what he's all about definitely um, and then it ends with the series ends with a two part story and you get to see what happens to Face and at this point Face is the EMC has completely transmuted him into this crazy fucking looking creature again very nice job with the art and here's where as a writer I super appreciated this story was it rewarded us. You and I read the whole thing to do this, you know what I mean? And it really did go back to the first couple of episodes. It really did take us back to where we were introduced to these people and what we loved about them and why we liked them as a bad guy and brought them back to us. Yep. And did it in such a way that I, I literally, I wrote down, you know, the, the reward to the reader and, and the ending. I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, and I don't want to... That's that's but, fine. Again, we're, we're here to spoil your, crush your dreams. Um, if I said Terminator-esque... I think that would be a good... Thank you. A good analysis. That's what... And, and it as it ended, and as it, as it all started to wrap up, and I saw that the way it went down, I loved it. I really did. Yep. I loved it. And it, it really had that... The only way you're going to get rid of this guy <laughs> is literally smash him in something that, like, because you you can't cut his arm off, you can't cut his leg off, you can't shoot this dude and be like, it's cool. He's got that Michael Myers, you know. Very much, yeah. Jason was, in him, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it was, it was nice to see him put down the way he was put down. I, I just... I was kind of I was kind of sad to see him go because, uh, as I said, like I looked at this character as a long term thing. I, I did. I, I saw a lot of windows open. That was one of something I wrote in uh, one of the earlier episodes. Was I love the way they wrote it so that there was a lot of windows. You, yep. There's still other people that are going to be coming up and people you got to deal with. But he was definitely you know it, it sucked to lose him. Uh, but I think they were wrapping it up or exactly. Something, so. And they did well. And as you said, they did a great job doing the whole Terminator esque finish. Now, you're an actor. One thing that's very prominent in this story, in the last two two issues, is they're at a movie premiere. Yes. How do you think, as, as an actor, how do you think you would have reacted had that situation been presented to you? My dad asked me once in life who I wanted to be like. You know what I mean? Not like grow up or whatever. And I said, uh, I want to kick butt like Bruce Lee and I want to look like James Bond. So anytime that you get the opportunity to wear a tuxedo and, and handle business, that's, it's raw, it's <laughs> raw. So no, it's, it was, it was funny because he's, he's always him. Even to the last moments, he was him. And so and for, it, it kind of throws up a, uh, it throws up a wall almost for him. Cause he's going into this room full of actors. He's dressed different, but he's still the fucking punisher. Yeah. And so, and that's, that, 
sometimes that's what makes you the best actor in the room is you are who you are. You know what I mean? And, and so you stay with who you are and everybody else is trying to be somebody else and you're there to be this person and the role was meant for you. You know, <laughs> it was one of those where, uh, you know, uh, if there was a Stallone movie, you know what I mean? Frank would have been playing anybody in the Stallone movie. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it wouldn't have been a, a huge leap for him. So, and I, and I, I love how he's always thinking it's again it's not a run out and kill them all kind of thing it's a handle business do what you got to do but at the end of the day throw the twist in man i mean uh, the the ending again seeing him in the tuxedo cracks me up i I really did i loved it it made me laugh and uh yes okay here's the guy that works around other actors and people and there there's no shame in in the crazy business that we call show and so for you to have the opportunity to be in front of thousands, millions of people getting your picture taken, would you dress up as Frank and take the ass whooping that was coming to you <laughs> and walk out the front door? And the answer is yes. yes. It's yes every time. Yeah. And that's what you're going to do. So yeah, there, I loved how Frank used that, you know? <laughs> There's this, in this, face essentially takes over a Hollywood premiere. And he says, I, I got hostages and I'm going to kill one every minute that you don't come and, and fucking face me man to man. Or whatever the fuck he was yeah. to man. And so you see Frank just kind of be like, all right. And he sneaks in the back door. During this, he finds some sleazy Hollywood douchebag trying to hook up with a, an actress. And, and he wants to film the whole thing. Once, he, oh, once yeah. he runs into Frank, the great part is he wants to film the whole thing. Because, again, this is the way some of these people operate in real life, <laughs> which I loved, is this is how they're going to get their 15 minutes of fame is through other people's demise, through the horrible oh, things God. that go on in life, or just being on the other side of, of a Facebook or a selfie yeah. camera, per se. So, no, not, not mad at Facebook, but you know what I mean? So I thought it was, it was weird how relevant that is to today good writing yeah with all the the social stuff going on and she wrote that three months before before everything so maybe the harvey weinstein thing just broke (laughs) but i felt like it was a it was an awesome little piece of social commentary it's it's real all that's real and it, it goes every way both ways up and down you know what i mean it's it it's crazy how we treat each other in life sometimes. Uh, rather than judge you upon the morals of your character, which all of us were supposed to be judged on, we get judged by the color of our skin, by how crazy our hair is, by what our teeth look like, by your accent, by just the goofiest things. And all of these things can be overcome, obviously. Look at some of the people that are on TV and actors and things that you see. Um, but when you're just your opportunity is taken away, that to me is the worst thing in the world is all I've ever asked for is a chance. Uh, I became a champion fighter. I got to do all the things I got to do because I got a chance. And now as an actor, really, that's all I've ever asked for is a chance. If you let me sit down and do my thing, I believe that you will like me or I will be able to find some spot in your stuff that you will want me to be there. And and that works for all of us, you know, whether you're looking for love or whatever, you're just, you're out there putting yourself out there. And, and the opportunity is all of us, that's, that's what I think everybody wants, so. And definitely... Uh that guy had the chance for his 15 minutes of fame. He took it. Yeah. and uh, He took it. So after he uh, face meets his demise, Frank says, you you really want something that's going to make you recognizable. Yeah. And they swap suits, and the guy goes out the front door as the Punisher with this actress. And this actress has been, um, I love how she wasn't just some weak yeah, little... No, she right away realized what was going on, and that people were dying, and that, you know, this guy was trying to get laid, and you yeah. know what I mean? And so she was just like, screw you, dude, I am done. The minute Frank walked in and manned up, she was just like, yes, thank God somebody <laughs> showed up that, like, is a dude, man. And she was just like, she was on the level with him yep. and just like, if this is what it, what's got to get done, I will play my part to make sure everybody gets out safely. And uh, and you know that she was feeling good inside whenever they came oh. out the front door and that douchebag was in the Punisher shirt getting the shit knocked out just of him by police. hammered, bro. I loved it. It was real. It was one of those, you know, it was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. So Frank uh, twisting it always. So... Would you recommend the series to somebody else to buy? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I loved it. Uh, Great read, uh, wonderful art, um, gritty, adult, real adult. Um, You know, it was just, it was one of those where a lot of us nowadays are looking for the next thing after some of the adult comics have come out, The Walking Dead and a few others. 
and this was obviously they these these dudes heard it, listened, and stayed with the character. So yeah, I, I can't wait for the series to come out. I hope to God that they use this as a reference for the series that's coming out because um, yeah, Frank was awesome. The Punisher was a was a great comic. Uh, I'm really glad you uh, got me in on this. Yeah, I was really impressed with Be- the the lady who wrote it, Becky Cloonan. She's the first woman to write an ongoing Punisher series. And my only complaint is that it fucking ended. Again, he's too clean and it's over, all right? But otherwise, great job. Yeah. She's she, twisted. Yeah, <laughs> she is. And there's a neat little thing in there. The The ship, the freighter, is called Demeter. Mm-hmm. And Demeter was one of the comics that she wrote and self-published uh, getting into the industry. Nice. So Easter I, egg. Look at that. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And normally before this, she was known as an artist. And I feel like this, if if she were to put like a resume out of writing, I feel like this is at the top of the list. Again, opportunity, man. It's, it's so awesome to get your chance. And when you do, you really go for it because, you know, everybody's trying to get through their thing and, and get their goat, you know what I mean, without stealing uh, everybody else's uh, cheese, you know what I'm saying? So you yep. got to do what you got to do. Moving to the Punisher TV show, do you got any uh, any hopes and expectations you might see from, from it? Uh, who's I think it's Netflix, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm hoping, again, it's adult-based, and we're looking at something at least PG-13-ish. And just not about sex as much as about violence. Just raw ass kicking. Uh, I hope it stays with that. I really do. Um, I know we had talked about uh, what's his name playing the lead uh, character. John Barenthal. Uh, thank you. And so, I, I, I mean, that's a gritty dude. I mean, we've seen him play some, some, you know, really screwed up characters already. So I think that should be interesting. And, and now, again, his opportunity to come out and get to be the lead in all the things that you want to be. You know, we play the bad guy sometimes so that one day, God hoping, we get to play the good guy. And I think this is going to be uh, his chance because he still gets to be, uh, a, a, basically gets to be a dick. And uh, Oh, yeah. But gets to handle business on the other side of that. So, yeah, I'm, I am stoked, dude. I really am. I want to see what kind of bad guys they use. Are they going to use face? Are they going to use it? Where are they going? I don't think they'll use face because it's too new. And I think they wrapped filming... At least by the time they were halfway done with this. Okay. But I, I'm wondering, there are characters like this dude Jigsaw who has his face all yeah. chopped up because Frank fucked him up. Yeah. And I'm wondering if we'll see him or if we'll see just a classic mob story of Frank fucks up the mob. Somebody out there. I mean, there's a lot of people in that in that world that we could always swing over. You know what I mean? It's like I'm 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 worried about Justice League at this point because I haven't seen a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's one of yeah. those situations where. If you don't have a Skeletor, you don't have a He-Man. So we need to have a good bad guy here. Somebody's got to come out and match Frank, you know what I mean? And match yeah. the character that's that's being played. So, Yeah, I'm pretty excited to sit down and watch the series. If you haven't read this series, the first two trades are out. The third trade comes out in January. Or you can go out, pick it up at your local comic book shop. Or if you're feeling lazy, you can order it on Comixology uh, and get the whole series there. Uh, TC, as we wind this down, where can the people find you on the internet? Oh, man. Uh, anywhere but the bad places. Uh, no, I'm always That's on relative. Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. It's the Captain TC. Um, I think I just recently opened up the Facebook again. It's been off for a few years, so we got back up on there. So look me up. It's Terry C. Morgan, known as TC. Um can always just uh, you know uh, contact Adam and ask him uh, where the hell I'm at, uh, <laughs> so we can you know operate that way too. So yeah, as as you guys know, you can find me uh, at Adam Mess- S Messinger M E S S I N G E R on almost any form of social media. If you want to write in your opinions and tell us to fuck off or how stupid we are, or if you think we're all right, you can email us at thereal.graphiccontent at gmail.com. Instagram is... Shit, fuck. I always forget this. Like, I kid you not. And I'm starting to wonder if it's like a self-defeatist thing at this point. (laughs) That I just always get to the Instagram, which I fucking run. I I fucking run. I love it. And I I tried to make everything the same in my world for a reason. And we tried... 
Okay, it's graphic. I was going to put graphic.contentpodcast, but it's graphiccontent.podcast is the Instagram, which I curate and I fucking don't know the name of. Uh, and you can write in and make fun of me about how I can't remember anything. Uh, or you could just post a picture of a meme uh, and tag us. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter at Graphic Podcast. Any opinions, anything you have, if you got anything you want to ask us, we'd be more than happy to respond. And I may even send you some digital co- uh, digital codes for comics that I've written in the past. With that being said, this is the last little slide bar before we head out. And that is, we have a friend of the show, Justin Prime. At the end of November 2017, depending on when you're listening to this, he has a Kickstarter for Sculpture Stories number two. If you get a chance, this is a great series. You don't need number one because in number two, he introduces a new character. It's self-contained. I've, I've read the first one and I loved it. I haven't had a chance to read the second one, but if you get a chance, he's, he's a Stockton native, so of course I've got hometown pride there. But go check it out. It's Sculpture Stories 2. Um, and with that being said... Go read a comic. And after that comic, you can listen to TC laugh at how, how, how ridiculous I am or listen to graphic content.